This is the Horse Radio Network. Of the Stable Scoop Radio Show, Gypsies and Grants. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. Our sponsors this week are Mill Creek Spreaders and Dr. Rose's Remedies. Shannon Coakley from the Equus Foundation on their $250,000 in grants and scholarships and the Animal Planet Roar campaign. Jennifer Short tells us about the Festival of Gypsies. Plus, on Tack and Habit, we get all fancy with Boyo Boy Brottle Works. Listen in. Welcome to the Stable Scoop, with weekly shows delivered right to you. With Helena and Glenn the Geek, live from the Stable, it's every week. They'll bring you the news through hell, hot water, while using their tails as their own fly swatters. Sit on down and laugh till your poop Cause it's time again for Stable Scoop Stable Scoop Stable Scoop Stable Scoop And I'm Helena B. And you're listening to the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. Hey, Helena, I I found this uh, on Facebook today, and I thought of you. And you're going to laugh when I tell you the title. But this was on pulptastic.com. I don't know what that is, uh, but it's the first time I've ever been there. So it's the 15 things all badass, fearless, alpha women do differently from other types of women. Okay, so you got to play along at home, too. So everybody has to play along with this. I'm going to go over the 15 things, and we're going to see how many of them apply to you. Because you're pretty badass. So uh, we're going to check on that now. We're going to see exactly how how much you are. All right? All right. All right, so here we go. The first one, they cultivate a life they actually enjoy living. Well, you have been striving for that for, for, for ever since I've known you. So, so I would give you that one. I would say number one is yours. Okay. Didn't you think? Yeah. yeah. You're, Push themselves to take the class, book the ticket, try the restaurant, understand that life. with Absolutely. Yes, this is you. I mean, hands down. You're, I have no tolerance for the BS. No, you don't. So that's what I'm I saying. Don't. I know. <laughs> Sometimes it works saying. against me. All right. A lot of times it works against me, but yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to own number one. Well, there's for a sure. couple of these that you will not own, so we'll go down the list here. Okay. Uh, and I know you pretty well. Um, okay. They make their move. And what that means is badass women, whether it's walking up to a stranger and saying hello, putting in an offer in an apartment, you basically don't have any trouble just, just saying hi and getting the conversation going and, you know, getting it done. Well, your Italianist comes out there. I don't think you have any trouble with that. I do have trouble with that. But you don't. I do. You're you're an Ada. You don't have trouble with it at all. I mean, let me explain. Okay. I'm tired of having, I I got really tired of having trouble with it. And now I just don't care anymore. So, but there's still, I I think we all get to that point. (laughs) No, there's, there's a huge plate of awkward that I have to swallow before I can make the move. It's, it's very, very difficult for me to do it. But, Living the other way, like being afraid to speak up or say something or, uh, you know, ask for something, 
is worse. So I don't. What, what, a, lo- what a lot of people don't know about me is I'm the same way. When I go out into public and actually have to meet people or do, you know, do talks or go to Ada and you know do all that, I have to put on my game face. I actually have to put on my actor face. Uh, but if I go to a dinner, you know this about me. If I go to a dinner and we're in a whole table of strangers and I've never met them before and the, I don't know anything about the conversation, I won't say much. Yeah, uh, because I I just. You know, I'm kind of, I feel awkward in those situations. And you're kind of the same way when you put on your actor face and go to work, you go to work. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, if I don't want to like, well, the, the hardest is when, yeah, putting on that actor face, it's the, the hardest is when somebody's at the table with a big mouth and a small mind. <laughs> Yeah, and that goes back to uh, a couple of the others we're going to talk about down the line. Uh, they don't put themselves down. Now, this one doesn't apply to either one of us. We don't get points for this one, and I'll tell you why. Is is Radio hosts tend to be self-deprecating to the max. We are harder on ourselves than anybody else. We so, are. Yeah, we're, we, number three's out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number four, yeah. they don't need a boyfriend, but they're open to having a partner. This one so applies to you. Um, really? Yes. You want somebody who's going to be your partner, not quote unquote, just a boyfriend. You really want somebody that's your partner in life. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. yeah. I'm a team player. Yeah. I'm a team player. And I think that that, you know, that for for you, especially this one, and that's the Italian is coming out, I think, too. That's, Uh, I don't know what it is. Well, the last line of this is the bold and fearless woman is, however, excited when she meets a man who understands her, accepts her, respects her, respects himself and is looking in the same direction as she is. Oh, I know. Oh, that gets me all mushed and romantic. I know. Right there. (gasps) He is. I get all dreamy (laughs) and gushy and girly and flowery and stuff. I do. It's true. I know. But, you know, I think this is true of anybody, right? Anybody wants the one who's going to accept her and respect her and respect themselves. And, you know, everybody wants that in a partner. Uh, They don't always get it, but that's what they want. They don't always get it. The the most important thing I've learned from my relationship with Buck is that um, the the reason it, it works so well between us is because we both work on ourselves. We both spend a lot of effort looking at where we're good and where we're not so good and not taking the not so good stuff too personally. Everybody's got crap, right? We just have to work on our crap. And the more you work on your crap, the nicer it is to be around you. So he's always working on his stuff, which makes him very pleasant to be around. And I'm always working on my stuff, which I think makes me pleasant to be around. And, you know, hence the respect and the gush and the mush and the flowers. (laughs) Okay. These are things that badass, fearless alpha women do differently than other types of women. And we have another one here. And I love this one. (laughs) This one you get a point for, for sure, is they call people out. They aren't the type of women who will sit silently in front of someone feeling disrespected or violated. And there's two women in my life that are to that, to the nth degree. And it's my wife and you. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) And I think Jennifer, even more than you. She doesn't have yeah. time for that at all. <laughs> she, no, she doesn't. <laughs> she will let you know. She doesn't. And that leads us to the next one. Jennifer will let you know that she doesn't have time for your crap. And then she'll walk away. And that's when yep. they know when to walk away. And then she walks away. She's, she's a very good barometer for 
stupidity. It's yeah. just you can't engage on that the, the playing field of stupidity. Uh, you, but you can't. But some people thrive on that. Every time. To thrive on that engagement with the with the people, you know, they thrive because on they that need engage. it. They need it because and, they yeah. need that kind of chaos. We she doesn't need it. I don't need. We've had plenty of it. Yes. <laughs> we don't need any more you of had it. it together in a few so instances, the, uh, not yeah. with each other, but with other people when you were working together. So. Yeah. And, and, and all, you know, and her, where you guys are down in Florida and just in the horse world, but in the regular world as well, we, we've seen it, we've experienced it. We don't need to play that game anymore. So we do just walk away. Yeah. Uh, this is an interesting one. Uh, uh, they expect FaceTime. Witty text sessions can serve as fabulous foreplay in between dates, but spending day after day texting a guy you've never met. Jennifer wouldn't do that in two minutes. You, you know, you nope. really want that FaceTime. Yeah. Uh, you know, and because the other is just a waste of time. And I think you just don't have the time and you don't want to waste the time. The, the, so, the worst yeah. sin that you can commit in the, the universe of Helena is to waste my time. Yes, that is true. I've because time <laughs> on this earth is finite. Time is finite, and there's a shit ton of things I want to get done. <laughs> and if you're getting in my way of that, it's going to make me really mad. That said, um, you know, let's go back to number seven. Know when to walk away. Right. Here's <laughs> a good can, one for you. You can spot a time waster from pretty far off. And far I think off. this is true of most horse girls. They don't pretend they're on an episode of The Bachelor. Com- they don't compete for a man's attentions and affections. Are you kidding? No. Yeah, just not no. going to compete with that. You know, I don't talk. No. Again, goes back to the time thing, right? Uh, time yep. for that. Yep. They don't have time for that, and they're happy. They're they're fulfilled with something they're very passionate about. You either you're either going to jump on that boat and go for the ride, or you know, but that boat is still sailing. Number twelve and thirteen. I'm going to put together. They see themselves as an investment, and they don't play the victim. I think those two kind of goes go together, right? They take pride mm-hmm. in themselves, from the work ethic to reputations to you know, a, a handshake means something. Um, and with Jennifer, I, she never lies. You know, she just never lies. And you know, if she's going to make a handshake with you, she's going to do it. If it just about yeah. kills her, she's going to do it. So, yeah. uh, and, and that goes along with not playing the victim. You don't have time. You don't have time. Again, it comes back to the time thing. You don't have time to play the victim. Because sometimes that's just, they play the victim to Buck. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I do. I think sometimes I do. you do that to your spouse. I really do. You know, I do. Well, I'm like, wah, my router died. Wah, my <laughs> life is crazy. Wah, wah, wah. And he's so good. He's like, why is he still around, is. by the way? I'm just he's like, it's horrible. Here, let me give you a kiss and make it all better. And you know what? It does. <laughs> You know what? So, Buck gets away with things I've never seen people get away with with you. <laughs> I gotta say. Must be yeah, love because he gets away with crap that I've never seen anybody else get away with. <laughs> uh, and this last one I really think is important is 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 really appropriate is they would never put their lives on hold to accommodate someone else's idea of who they should be. I think that in one case, we won't go into it, you did for a while, but you you ended that and you know you went on and i think that that's true of of the you know of of the badass women is they're going to go okay i'm done with this i'm moving on and, but they don't spend a lot of time just looking back either uh, no you sure do know me i'm i'm a little stunned pleasantly surprised i've, been, I've known you for a very long time so. i know i know <laughs> You're spot on, dude. Yeah, well, and, uh, you know, this relates to almost everybody in our audience because I think horse women tend to have to be a stronger, more more badass kind of group, uh, more alpha women. 
So we do, we yeah, do if we yeah. want to stay alive. Yeah, exactly. So I think that that that's why this kind of you know I thought related to our show. That was from pulptastic.com. You know, we've had to uh, just quickly going back to the horsewoman yeah. thing. We have to prioritize things simply because of the size and the nature of the animals that we work with. We have to prioritize things to life and the danger too. I mean, let's not that's, overlook. That. That's what I mean. Yeah. You need to decide is number is it worth my safety? Is it worth my money? And is it worth my time? All of these things you deal with on a regular basis, several times a day when you have horses. Um, and you can't help, but it becomes so much a part of your second nature of, of your decision-making, your innate decision-making that it, it just carries over into the rest of your life. So we are good at prioritizing what's important, including our own happiness. There you go. I'll put a link to that in our show notes as well as if you want to go check it out. Well, let's take a break for Dr. Rose's remedies, and then we're coming back with Jennifer Short. And this was a recommendation by one of our listeners, and it is called the Festival of Gypsies. It's in California. We're going to learn all about it. And I mean, I think it means horses, not the people, or it might mean both. I don't know. Dr. Rose's Remedies Skin Treatment Salve and Spray are 100% all-natural products. They are anti-inflammatory, antibacterial, antiviral, and antifungal. Dr. Rose's are made with all human-grade ingredients and are safe and effective for treatment for all manner of cuts and scrapes on your horse. And Dr. Rose's is the must-have product here at the Horse Radio Network headquarters to keep PT Scooter's delicate white pasterns free from dew poisoning and scratches. Ask for Dr. Rose's at your local tax store or feed supplier or visit them online at drrosesremedies.com. That's DrRosesRemedies.com Well, hi, Jennifer. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you so much for joining us. Now, as I said in the intro, a listener recommended that we contact you. I think they they knew about your Festival of Gypsies. Tell us, what is a Festival of Gypsies? Now, I am picturing, is this Horse Gypsies or Gypsy Gypsies or both? Well, actually, this is a little bit of both. This, we are going to try to um, show the gypsy people with the gypsy horses, obviously, you know, being the gypsy owners here in America. Uh, we're going to have a full breed horse show with uh, celebrating the gypsies with a big festival dinner on Saturday night. Now, um, I saw pictures, too. Do you do a parade? We're actually having a parade of cell horses. And Applebee, they have a big cell called Applebee um, where they do like their own festival in England. So we're having a, a Applebee cell barn and we're going to have a parade of cell horses. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's cool. We love cells. <laughs> so, <laughs> I where? love gypsies too, for that matter. Do you want to be a gypsy? Come on down. <laughs> this is in Corning, California at the Rolling Hills Casino Equestrian Center. Is it actually at a casino? It is. Really? Awesome. It's actually at a casino. <laughs> yeah, so there's something for everybody to do. At this casino, they also have hunting, they have fishing, they have fly fishing, they have a golf course, they have skeet shooting ranges, they have arcades for kids. I mean, this is a this is not just a horse show, this is a full family vacation. Oh wow, Helena! You take your husband and dump him at the casino, and you're good to go for the rest yes. of the time. Yeah. So those. So those show husbands who don't normally like to go to the shows with their wives, ah, they're going to go to this one. 
Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. So tell us what you do at a <laughs> festival of gypsies. Other than, well, uh, by the way, how, ma- starting- how many grooming products must you have at a festival of gypsies? About a thousand bottles, oh. right? Oh, yes. Let me tell you. Yes. And that's per horse. And <laughs> I have one ranch alone bringing in 15 horses. Oh, wow. Those poor people bring a whole crew to just work on their horses. It normally takes about two plus hours to bathe a gypsy. So, oh, you, have to, you know, it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot of work. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I can totally get into that. That's like therapeutic. That, that's that feels yeah, good is. to me. Yeah. Until you yeah, until you have to do fourteen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> all right. So, what kind of classes do you have? So we've got all the basic classes: the walk, trot, western. You know, walk, trot, canter, English. You know, we've got all the basic classes: some trail opportunity classes, and then. Saturday night, we have the fun classes. But those classes, we're having musical freestyles. We're having a full costume class. Um, we're actually going to have, you know, the liberty classes. And that's where they just let the horses loose and let them run in the arena and buck and kick and get the crowd going to music. Um, and also, in our musical freestyle class, we're going to have a pretty famous horse. There's a briar named Taskin, and he's a limited edition briar, and he will be in our musical freestyle. Wow. The actual horse, not the briar. The actual horse. Oh, will good. Because you know, briars don't move much. Uh, that's why. <laughs> no, I didn't they know don't. I, I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's terrific. And I see here that you're also doing a medieval attire costume dinner. Yes. So Saturday night show, the whole dinner is either gypsy or medieval themed. We're encouraging the whole public to come in costume. I've got a lot of people coming, you know, from the public. There's 22 vendors, so there's going to be lots of shopping. You can buy your costume right there. Um, and we're hoping that every the whole families show up in costume and just have a good time. The feast is going to be in a medieval, you know, style. It's all going to be there. Um, we do encourage utensils, though. <laughs> oh, so. you wimp. This is really yeah, cool. I, know. <laughs> I like Grace would love to go to this. I would love to go to this. Between the costumes, they have pictures of the hotel up on their Facebook page, which oh, just looks so so inviting and ethereal. What a perfectly themed event! Do you get a lot of uh, young ladies who just have sparkles in their eyes when they show up? You know, here's the thing with this horse: is they're not only a fantasy horse to start with. But there, everybody wants to be a princess. When you have this horse, you already feel when you're out on it, and people are smiling and waving at you that you're a princess. So, yes, we have a lot of girls show up, and they love to go all out with their costumes. <laughs> They're like the supermodel. You know? <laughs> uh, gypsies are like the supermodels of the horse world. Aren't yeah, they? Yes, they are. Yeah, they really are. They are. And, and you know, I had an And a- they know it. They do know it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they kind of prance. Um, I had, yeah. I owned an acting company for 10 years. We did medieval feasts and it's too bad. You guys aren't on the East coast. I'd get my yeah. costume out. I played a King for 10 years. I could come out. Uh, it'd oh, be that would be wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you, we're going to also do this next year. And our theme next year is we're having a masquerade ball. Oh, that's Ooh. cool. So maybe guys ought to think about it. Uh, that's really cool. And this happens this Saturday and Sunday, right? Yes. So classes start at 9 a.m. this Saturday. They'll go until the last class is done, and then we'll have a break until the evening classes, which is the fun classes and the, you know, and the dinner. That'll start at 6 p.m. 
And then we'll continue again the next day at 9 a.m. until probably around 6. And they're having driving, Helena? I'm a driver, so I always look for that. Oh, are that's you? Good. Yeah. Oh, and those, let me tell you, the gypsies do it right. Well, and you know, the actually, they, that's what the gypsies, they rode, they actually drove the horses, the actual gypsies over in England and stuff. They actually drove the horses more than they rode them. They used them as transportation. Yes, they you know? did. Yeah. So what they did is, you know, they built the horses' bodies. You know, they bred for a certain body that can not only pull a big, huge family, you know, living wagon, but they had to pull them for a quite distance, you know, quite some distances. So they do have some stamina for being how big they are. And then on top of it, they wanted their own color so that the horses didn't get stolen. You know, they knew mm-hmm. their own, you know, they knew their own stuff. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, afterwards, the kids are the ones that had to take care of the horses. So they would have to be gentle and quiet while the kids got on them and rode them and fed them and played with them and stuff. So these are big, gentle giants. <laughs> Very cool. Where do people find out more if, they, if they're in the area? If they're in the area, go to festivalofthegypsies.com. Festivalofthegypsies.com. And what part of California is this again? Corning, California. We are Northern California. Okay, so you're. This will be the first time, first time ever on this side of Sacramento. And you're not near the fires, I assume. Oh, thankfully no. Okay, and we're actually clear skies. There's no, there's no smoke in the air. We actually got some good rain, and it really helped out the fires. Oh, great. Excellent. Okay, terrific. Well, thank you for joining us. We really appreciate it. FestivalOfTheGypsies.com. Find them on Facebook, too. Yes, find us on Facebook. So you've been thinking about getting a manure spreader? Well, here's why I think you should consider Mill Creek. They've been in business for almost 30 years with continuously improved designs to meet the needs of horse owners like you. At Mill Creek, models are virtually maintenance and trouble-free thanks to their exclusive sealed bearings. They're the only compact spreaders you'll find like that. Mill Creek customer service is second to none. Call them and you'll reach a knowledgeable person in their own factory right in Pennsylvania. With eight models available, they're happy to help you choose the right spreader for your budget and barn. Five models can be pulled with ATV or garden tractors. If you'd rather have a PTO drive, they've got those too. At Mill Creek, spreaders have the lowest sides and tongue weight of any on the market. One of the biggest problems we always had with our spreaders is they just rust. Everything rusts out, and then you have to replace the metal, and it's just a pain. If you don't want to ever have to worry about your manure spreader rusting again, then consider the Mill Creek Stainless Steel line. They are the world's first and only compact manure spreaders built out of stainless steel, and they're warranted against rust through for life. Julie Goodnight, clinician and star of Horse Master with Julie Goodnight on RFD-TV, has owned and used the Mill Creek Spreader every day for over nine years. She knows they represent great value and quality and is proud to endorse them. So for the best compact manure spreading equipment you can buy, check out Mill Creek's lineup. Years of trouble-free operation will get you out of the barn faster and give you more time for your horses. Give them a call today at 800-311-1323 or visit their website at MillCreekSpreaders.com. The perfect holiday gift. 
Well, and don't forget, Mill Creek Spreaders has a sweepstakes going on right now. It's to win one of their stainless steel four. I think it's a four horse uh, spreader, and it's you know this is a this is a big prize. You win this thing, and it is worth something. So head on over to their website at MillCreekSpreaders.com. There's a big banner at the top of the page where you can go and enter the sweepstakes. I did. I don't even know if I'm allowed to win, and I entered anyway. <laughs> I see a spot on that list for you too. <laughs> Make right. a move. <laughs> I'm making my move. Um, being, I'm being assertive. I'm being assertive. Well, next we're going to head over to the Equus Foundation. Shannon Coakley from the Equus Foundation is going to chat with us about a number of things going on over there. I don't know that we've ever talked about the Equus Foundation, but they're a terrific organization doing good work for everybody that's a, a charity in the horse world. So let's take a listen. Hi, Shannon. Welcome to the Stable Scoop Show. Thanks so much. We're, we're so happy to be here. Well, you know, I, you, we've known about the Equus Foundation for a long time, but I, I don't know why, but we've never talked to you before. So tell us a little Great. bit about what the Equus Foundation is. So the Equus Foundation was founded back in 2002, so about 12 years old, in Connecticut. And uh, our mission is to ensure the quality of life of horses and to foster the bond between horses and people. Uh, we like to, to market our, you know, our tagline is helping horses, healing people. That kind of sums it up for us. And to do that, you actually go out and raise money, right? Is that the, and then, and then help, what, you know, what, what do you guys end up doing in the end? So we uh, are able to fulfill our mission primarily by uh, providing financial support through grants or uh, re resources to horse rescues, as well as equine therapy organizations across the United States. Um, maybe some of them are listeners of the show. Yeah, sure. yeah a lot of them uh, are. Yeah. We hear from them all the time. So. <laughs> Great. And we are up to over 900 equine organizations that we serve uh, across the United States now, which is a huge, huge uh growth from just serving a couple of charities, uh, you know, locally in Connecticut. And you have quite a few, um, programs that help support these 900 or so, um, organizations that, well, there, tell us about the programs that you offer. I'm looking at the, the list here and it's everything from grants to partners to research fellowships and alliances. Tell us about those. Sure. Well, we do have uh, quite a few programs, so I won't go into detail on all of them, but, you know, I, we can provide you with uh, more information, you know, via our website if, if listeners are interested in learning more. Yeah. Um, but one program that I can, I can mention now is uh, what we call our Champions Program. It's a volunteer-based program where people across the United States can volunteer at horse rescues or equine therapy organizations and build up and track their hours uh, through our system and achieve different levels of uh, different status levels. So oh, the champion idea. level um, means that they've achieved a certain amount of hours of service and they are recognized as a champion. And that, uh, that program is actually sponsored by Ariat International and Ariat then uh, provides through a, through a drawing uh, some of those champions with gift cards for new boots and things like that. So that's a really great program to get, um, get people involved and get more volunteers into these organizations, which a lot from our conversations with them, you know, getting more people there and to help them is really important. And also uh, with that, we have an, an element of that program is where a volunteer can actually win a grant for the organization that they volunteer at. So after a certain amount of hours and, and, uh, 
you know, the, after they're selected, um, they then can we, we provide a check directly to uh, to that organization that they served. That's a great idea, acknowledging and, and really, you know, bringing to the forefront the volunteer. I think that's terrific. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's really yeah. Good. You know, most of these organizations that we support, they're, they're looking for some financial support for the most part. Um, like I said before, getting more people just to help run their programs on a volunteer basis is 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 really essential. Oh, they so live they, or die by volunteers. They can't yeah. Oh, yeah. Them, you know, that's they're yeah. very and there's never for, enough. There's never enough money, and there's never enough volunteers. So exactly, it's just yeah, that's recruit exactly a little right. bit of both or a lot of both. Absolutely. And you guys just, uh, I saw a press release, too, where you just did quarter million dollars worth of grants and scholarships to uh, equine therapy groups. Yeah. Uh, so earlier this month, we announced uh, after the end of our fiscal year that we um, are proudly providing over $250,000 in grants and scholarships in 2015. And, you know, really our challenge is that we'd love to help all equine organizations in need, but what we make sure of is that the charities that are receiving our financial support are operating at the very highest standards when it comes to how they care for and use their horses. Uh, the welfare of the horse is at you know the utmost importance. And I in, think that's Im- important. important to note here because we we get contacted all the time, uh, uh, wanting especially rescues, to come on the show, and we have no way of verifying whether they're legitimate or you know we just don't know anything about them, so we're very leery about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I tell you what I do is I take a look, and if I know that they have gotten a grant from you guys, I'm good with it. Because I know you guys do your homework. You're not just bringing in anybody who calls themselves a charity and really aren't either. Uh, That's exactly right. I mean, we have a very extensive process, um, application process for grants, as well as an evaluating process. And it's all, you know, the, the most essential part of it is that we ask these organizations to be transparent and accountable about and, and publicly disclose their horse care and use practices. So if you, you know, go take a look at our uh, equine welfare network and uh, the organizations that have uh, publicly disclosed their practices are what we call messengers. You know, you can take a look at what um, these organizations, how they take care of their horses and how they use their horses. Um, but it's definitely good to take a look at the ones that are receiving the grants because they've been um, they've been rewarded these grants because they are really operating at those high at the highest standards. Mm, I like that. Yeah, that's very good. Because there's there's just there's all kinds of rescues out there and and well charitable organizations for horses, but um, sometimes some of them are lacking in the actual charity part. <laughs> right. Yes, so, that can yeah. that can definitely happen. And so, also, you know, what we find is that a lot of times, in in not a not a negative way at all in a great way, these organizations are born from passion, um, that people that just really love horses or want to um, help, you know, people with special needs or that sort of thing, and they don't necessarily have the business um, background to run it, you know, run it as a business, which it should be. So we try to um, provide these organizations with some of the, you know, kind of the cream of the crop, the model organizations that are really doing it exactly exactly how it should be done and, and we provide that information to them and we've seen a lot of growth with uh, over the years with some organizations that have really learned a lot from these other organizations so it's been great and I'm looking at your list here of the ones who you know received uh, dollars this year and you know a lot of them we've talked to a lot of them our listeners would recognize the names of so so good on that 
And then one more thing before we let you go, and that's uh, something that's just been announced, and I don't know what it is. It's the Animal Planet Roar campaign. The Equus Foundation is one of seven Animal Planet charitable, charitable partners, and most impo- importantly, the only horse charity. And so they are offering $100,000 in matching gift funds as well as $20,000 in bonuses. So basically our challenge is to prove to Animal Planet that horses have the loudest roar out of all these organizations. So we are calling all the horse lovers out there listening um, and asking for their help to vote for the Equus Foundation. You can vote once a day, every day, uh, through October 12th. Uh, the link is www.equusfoundation.org slash roar, R-O-A-R. And yesterday I actually checked, we were leading the fan favorite poll at 92%, which was incredible. But then when I checked this morning, we were down to 77%. So uh, there's some organizations. Us? Who's, who's yeah, catching up, some, the dogs? You know, I, it's, it's a wildlife, uh, David Chickens. Shepard, I think. Wild, yeah. Uh, so they're catching up. But um, so we really need everyone to vote once a day, every day through October 12th. And, um, you know, tell your friends, tell your family to vote too. And check out what we're doing on Facebook and Twitter and and, uh, you know, help us share Come share on, the horse message. people. We have to beat the lions and tigers. Exactly. That's right. Exactly. They yes. have a bigger roar, but, but we can vote more. Uh, yes, yes. Absolutely. We appreciate all, and you know all the those help. dog charities, are, aren't they? They're going to be out there recruiting everybody to vote. So we got we to gotta get, get on this. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. We appreciate it all. Thank you so much. Well, and this would be a big help to, you know, obviously this money goes into you and then out to others. So, uh, you know, that's, that's why, why you're doing it. And, and it, also, it also gives the horses a voice over on Animal Planet. It absolutely does. They don't have that loud of a voice over there. So, you know, really helping us in this campaign, like you were saying, helps horses everywhere and really goes right back to these wonderful animals that um, have done so much for us. And this is our opportunity to do something for them. Very good. And you can find all of that at equusfoundation.org. Thank you so much for joining us today. Shannon, we appreciate it. Thank you. This Tack and Habit segment is sponsored by... Sparkle and Boom websites for horse people. You can find us online at sparkleandboom.com. Actually, we do websites for everybody, but we have a particular expertise in the equestrian business. So find us online at sparkleandboom.com and see what we can offer you. Well, for today's product, we have some uh, recording we did at Ada. We got a lot of these to go yet. And this is Boyo Boy Bridal Works. Now, did you get one of the Boyo Boy belts, Selena? No, I'm. I'm sadly, I did not. You did and not I really like them. Oh well, Christmas is coming. You never, I know. Know. <laughs> you never know. Ho ho ho! <laughs> so Jennifer and I had a chance. Jennifer did get one of the boy oh boy belts, and she loves this thing. She wears it all the time. This is her favorite belt, I think, that she's ever owned. And let's take a listen and learn how boy oh boy got started, because it's more than just belts. Uh, but let's take a listen. Hey, Glenn here, and I am with Coach Jen, and we are at the American Equestrian Trade Association in Philadelphia with a product highlight. Woo-hoo! And one of the first ones we met, because Jennifer had a pair had of a pants on, and she had yeah. an issue. I was having a, a wardrobe malfunction. Yes, yeah, she was. She forgot her belt. 
And she had these pants on that weren't staying up real good. She was kind of looking like she should be in the hood. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the first people we met was Boy Oh Boy Bridal Works. And we have Amanda here with us from Boy Oh Boy Bridal Works. And you fixed her up. I set her up, yeah, with one of my belts. You did. Tell us about your line of belts and and uh, uh, brow bands. Yeah, well, actually, the belts came out of the brow bands. Um, my mother used to live in Ireland, and um, I'm a show-jumping girl myself. I grew up going to horse shows, and when my mom moved to Ireland, I used to go to every horse show I could. And I always loved the ribbon brow bands that they use there, not just on polo ponies like they do in the States, but on... Um, ponies and draft horses and stuff and um like i say i ride jumpers and i got a great little very pony like jumper called boy oh boy and i wanted to get him one of these pony ribbon brow bands but i couldn't find them in stores anyplace and i had a hard time finding them in ireland and um it turns out that a lot of times kids learn to make them in pony club there so i learned how to make them myself and i made him a bunch of brow bands and at horse shows, people would always say, oh, I love those brow bands. You know, I've seen them in England and Ireland, but I don't know where to get them. Where do you get them? And I said, well, I don't really know where to get them, but I'll make you one. And so I ended up making them for a lot of other people. And then at Christmas, about two years ago, I made them um, matching belts for my friends. And um, then I started getting calls from other people. You know, do you wholesale? How much are they? Do you have a website? And I was... It's like I'm sewing these in my basement. Yeah, basically. In my, yeah, my dining room and I said well uh, I don't have a website but I have a sewing machine and, <laughs> and um, yeah and so around I'm actually a trained historian and that's that you know that was my day job at the time and um, I found out I had gotten Lyme disease and so I wasn't feeling really, really? to sitting down because I'm a chronic Lyme disease really? also yeah, yeah me too um, and I don't know about in your case but I had gotten to the point where I was starting to forget words yep. which is not good if I still you're do. a writer word, word salad is bad yep. yeah. yeah Jennifer and, knows um, she has to tell me what they are all the time. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah. you, you wouldn't know it from talking to you. Well, yeah, I still battle with it. It's been 15 years. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's it's not don't get it. Not fun. Kind of no, don't yeah. Don't get it. Um, yeah. You use the bug repellent, yeah. everybody. Yeah. yeah. Um do tick checks and stuff. But um so I wasn't really feeling up to writing another book and um my husband was kind enough to give me um, a bridal making course, so I went to England and learned really, how to oh cool! Bridles. I didn't know there was such, such a thing a as thing. a bridal yeah, making that's really course. Neat. Yeah, it's how fascinating! Really cool. And um, yeah, so I, I went to England, learned how to make bridles, and um, then you know people kept asking me if I would make the brow bands and the belts and stuff, and so I thought, well. You know, I'll well, give this well, a try. Make, make it a business. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. So tell us about the belts. What are they made of? The belts, well, there are a couple of different types of belts. Um, one of the belts has uh, double loops at one end that, um, you know, you feed the it, belt it, through. It works it, like... Um what other kind tension. of a, yeah. yeah, it's a tension, but it's not a, a buckle with a hole in it. Right. So you don't it's, ever have to put a hole in your in your belt. It fits no matter what size you are. Yeah, it's great and, for uh, Thanksgiving. Exactly. Yeah, and it's got um, the same weave pattern as some of the brow bands. So it's got a very like equestrian look to it, and comes in a bunch of different colors. Um, and some people buy them to match their brow bands if they're, you know, for their cross country colors or you know to match their racing silks or mm-hmm. their, oh, they kind of remind me of racing silks. Yeah, yeah exactly. that, the colors they're very yeah. vibrant. And, yeah. yeah, and it's two-sided. And in diamonds or... But that one is two-sided. Yeah. And so yeah. a lot of people use them, like I say, to ride cross-country. Or, you know, if you're riding outside and it gets wet, it doesn't really matter. Because, um, I mean, they're, they're 
very good quality ribbons, but they're actually made out of polyester, so that it doesn't matter if they get wet, they won't stretch, they mm. won't, yeah, you know, they won't bleed all over your clothes. Um, but you have very nice leather finishes on them, and I can tell that uh, this is not an amateur that has sewn this, by the way. No, it's not. <laughs> and, <laughs> it's and very high quality, me. very high quality stainless. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's all American materials. I thought that would be really important that I wanted it to be made in in the states with American materials, and um, so everything's sourced here. And um, and Jennifer's sporting hers right now. She has a Looking baby blue, elegant. blue, and black one. And yeah, it's in a diamond a, pattern. Yeah, she has the um, the elite model. Ooh, I'm elite. I'm not special. elite too often. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she has the stirrup buckle belt. Which, that, and um, that impressed me. Is the it's a traditional buckle style belt in that it has a buckle versus the little tension loops on it. It's a real stirrup leather buckle. Yep. It's really a stirrup leather buckle. Yeah. It's not one that yeah. made to look like a stirrup leather buckle. Yep. It's so, I just it's thought so. that was so awesome. Yeah, I mean, I use all equestrian hardware. Um, and uh, I wanted it to be, you know, a real equestrian line with equestrian stuff. Um, now, mine has a leather tab where the holes go, so you're not putting holes in ribbon that could possibly fray. Nope. So it's very durable. Now, the the inside, it's, it's the colored ribbon pattern on the exterior. The interior is leather? Is leather, yeah. Yes. It's made out of um, the same leather that you would make a pair of chaps out of. It's very fine and soft on the inside. Yeah, it doesn't have any stiffness to it, so no. it's actually pretty comfortable. Because a lot of times you buy a leather belt, it's thick and kind of feels clunky, especially on your riding breeches that have stretchy belt loops. Yeah. A leather belt feels too thick and clunky and doesn't want to sit in there nicely. Even though it's leather on the inside and very durable, it's a very soft belt. I oh, really glad, like that. I'm glad you like it. It's very yeah, soft. dog collars, too, in the same way. Mm -hmm. And... Um, they're, you know, they're durable and stuff, but they they don't chafe the dog's mm -hmm. necks. And mm -hmm. um, Now, could you do these, uh, Emily Thompson, who does our jumping show once a month, has <laughs> S Equestrian, and they do riding shirts, very nice riding shirts, where they put college's logos on the inside, so when the collar's open, you see them. Could you do these custom for riding teams and colleges? Yeah. And yeah, what's the limit and, to the colors you yeah. could use? Is there oh, a limit? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, sometimes actually people I show people my color cards, and there are literally hundreds of different individual colors. And then when you mix them up and put them together, I mean, there are, I think, probably millions of possible combinations. And then there are different patterns I can weave them into. And so, I mean, there are millions and millions. So of you could do a collegiate team's colors and yeah, yeah for and the whole fact, team. Yeah, I've done a couple of show jumping team colors. And just a couple of weeks ago, I did uh, one of the young rider show jumping team belts. Oh, tell Kentucky. us about that. They were the ones that won, weren't they? They won, yeah. They won was the it gold Area 3? It was uh, USCF Zone 3. For zone 3, yep, yep. Kids. And, um, yeah. Yeah, and so Jacob, it was all because of the belts, I'm sure. That's it, well, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, a little yeah. bit because of the belts. But yeah, people, <laughs> people tell me that they're lucky. I've done them for a couple of show jumping teams. and um, Yeah, and so... Um, the kids who wore them actually won the gold medal, which Yay! was really exciting. And um, and actually, another a horse that I did the brow bands for was um, Timber Horse of the Year last year, a horse called Hot Rise, who lives in Middleburg. Um, so I did belts and brow bands for the syndicate that owns him. Um, and now all of those horses out of his barn wear the same brow band. Oh, um, cool. And it's fun because, you know, you follow them and you're like, that's my horse. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's a, well, it's a great team building or brand building yeah. um, product, too. You were talking about the, the recognizability of these brow bands at horse show grounds for folks who have 
a lot of horse, a lot of sale horses, you get your custom brow bands and your barn colors. It's easy for potential customers to spot your horse. Yeah, I've had a lot of trainers say that to me that you know if somebody if a groom is leading a horse up to the ring and somebody's interested in the horse and they see the brow band, they'll say, "I knew it was your horse because it right. had your brow band and your colors." It's easy on to see because you know it's sometimes difficult for. Uh, to recognize the rider, what number was the rider, is that so-and-so, everybody looks the same once they get their helmet on <laughs> kind of thing. So I think it's a really lovely brand-building product as well for racing teams, for show jumpers, and even for people Especially in the eventing business. Especially for racing business. teams because yeah. it kind of looks silky, if, like and, silks anyway. And you make yeah. this really cute yeah. little, what do you call it, is that, is that a V-brow uh, band? Yeah, there's a V-brow band also. They're you know straight, traditional brow bands, but there's also a V-brow band. I think um, the dressage riders are going to go crazy for the Vs. Yeah, yeah. I hope so. Um, well, I, you know, you actually did build a website that people can go to now because you made it into a business, and it is boy, B-O-Y-O, B-O-Y, BridalWorks.com. Boy, oh, boy, BridalWorks.com. And you can find all the information there. We'll put a link to it in our show notes as well. Thank you so much for stopping Thank by, Amanda. We appreciate much. you being yeah, here. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. So that's it for today's show. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. We really appreciate it. You can find Helena at sparkleandboom.com. I'm busy working my butt off building sites. Sparkleandboom.com. You can send me an email, Helena at sparkleandboom.com. And of course, you can always find me at the Horse Radio Network. Very good. And of course, uh, you can find all the shows at the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Get our app. You can find it in the App Store and just uh, go to the iOS or Android App Store and search for Horse Radio Network. It's free and it's easy. It's simple to download. You can do that today. And don't forget that on the 30th of September, Horses in the Morning will be live from, by the way, that's International Podcasting Day, uh, the 30th of September. I know. I didn't know there was one either, Helena, but uh, uh, now I do. Uh, on International Podcasting Day, September 30th, we're going to be coming to you live. Wendy and I are going to be live from Disney World. Yay! We're going to be at the stables at Disney World at Fort Wilderness, and we're going to go the day before. and We're going to take the trail ride on Disney horses. I'm going to ride. Yes, you heard that correctly. I'm going to sit on. I figured if I can't ride a Disney horse, I can't ride a horse. So yeah. I'm going to ride a Disney horse because they're magical. And then uh, that night we're going to do a carriage ride. And then the next morning we're going to go live. We're going to learn all about the horses at Disney. And that's all coming up on Horses in the Morning in a couple of weeks. And that's it for today, Helena. That's plenty, but there's going to be more next week. Until then, happy scooping. Happy scooping.